Hello and welcome to the Rise and Grind OCR podcast, brought to you by Whiskey Wolf. Who wants to talk about Whiskey Wolf? Come on. Go on. <laughs> I know, Jerry, Jerry. I, I'll give you honest with you, I don't even know what Whiskey Wolf is. They make um, soap and a what? really good apparel for OCR Sell athletes, me a bit. Uh, OCR athletes, jiu-jitsu and surfers. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know? and, well, Can you use the code? Have they got anything for beards? Uh, uh, yes, actually, they have a beard oil currently, which is very good. So, Whiskey Wolf, you if know? you ever listen to this, I'll be interested in uh, you know, using the beard oil. Maybe you can send me a pot. I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 hashtag, it needs to get a bit longer before you use that, mate. Hashtag wanker. <laughs> <laughs> but you can use the code RISE for 10% off. Yes, um, that's the one. And then we'll go from there. All right, so on the show tonight, we've got John, Aaron, Graham, uh, George, and we've also got a special guest who's uh, Joe Brigham, um, who... I suppose he's someone kind of quite special to us just because we wouldn't be here today without him in some what way. I was thinking about this earlier in terms of we was all originally part of his OCR team, uh, which is OCR team Brighthammer. Um, I know he's got a new team now and he can discuss that. <clears throat> but yeah, we wouldn't be here today if it weren't without him um, because we all met there apart from John. Um, so yeah, it's awesome to have him on the show. Hopefully we can talk some shit together and see what happens but yeah Um, (laughs) but first off um i suppose we'll we'll go straight to joe joe tell us a little bit about yourself about you know what you do who you are things like that and we'll go from there cool uh well thanks for the intro jake it's lovely to be on the podcast this is like an ambition of mine to be on a podcast and uh, my other ambition is to be on a pod- podcast and not get thrown off of it. So, like, you know, I'll keep, I'll keep the sweat for minimum. But, um, yeah, Trust me, that's me. very unlikely to happen on our podcast. Uh, no, <laughs> well, Joe, the, Joe, the last yeah. one, mate, the last one had two C-bombs in it. So you, Yeah, George you, set a high bar, I heard. <laughs> he was sort of like, he was on blast, basically. But, um, it, yeah, I don't start about the very first one we did about... Tell me um, I'm wrong. Tough mudder. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm not 100% correct about what I said. I stand well, by you're, it. You're 100% correct, man. I'll back you up fully. No. But anyway, um, <laughs> so in answer to Jake's question, so I've, I've been in the fitness industry since 2012. Um, I haven't always been fit. Um, I used to have a heart condition, um, which luckily got fixed. Um, and that allowed me to um, live a fuller life and get into fitness. But that sort of happened about two years after getting some serious drinking and following the heart operation. And then I realised I was quite fat. <laughs> I got into uh, I got into fitness for myself. I lost about um, fifty pounds of weight in nine months. Uh, a few people said to me, "How did you do it? Um, can can we like maybe train with you or something?" I was like, "Yeah, cool, okay." Um, and uh, they were like, "You're really good. You should be a PT." And I was like, "Wow, okay, light bulb moment." I was in a job that I really hated at the time as well. I was working in customer service and social responsibility for an online gambling uh, company, um, and I hated it. Online gambling. Online gambling, yeah. And uh, I actually, um, <laughs> I, I kind of partly got forced into the fitness industry because I got fired from from uh, that uh, for gross misconduct. 
which was quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we discuss uh, that? Insider trading. Insider trading. Basically, I did the thing that everyone dreams of doing, and I put a customer fully on blast, basically. And uh, um, yeah, it was, it was it was all sort of um, it was all on the internet as well. So. Uh, so yeah, I got fired from that. I got pushed into the fitness industry. Turned out I was pretty good at it. And then um, from um, being a PT, I, I, I sort of, uh, in 2013, I was running this thing called Bright Hammer Bootcamp and uh, uh, saw this Spartan race thing happening and kind of like, oh, I see how many people I can rope into doing that. So I ended up doing this uh, Spartan race in, uh, in Cambridge. Uh, the obstacles, like you had wall climbs and monkey bars and stuff, but then you also had a twig with a kettlebell attached to a string that you had to roll up was one of the oh um, one of the <laughs> obstacles shows you how old it was and then from there team Brighthammer was born i you know and, and, and uh, i guess the rest is history I eventually got to the point i took a year out um went traveling and came back started my career brand new a couple of years ago and now just um in the last year started a new team sigma athletic and got uh, my own gym finally because I realised I hate 99% of the trainers I meet so I thought I needed my own place to train. <laughs> George you're in the 1% mate like, uh, I, I, so, uh, and, and, I, and I know George from um, back in the days when I, I worked at gym box um, and that's how I met George he was, uh, he was sat on the side of a boxing ring reading some fancy book about um, ethnic diets or something like that about, um, about how your genes affect your diet and I was like oh this guy's an interesting chap so yeah and that's how I know George so, and, uh, dude I remember <laughs> I remember when we did a training session and you were like oh um, it was like kettlebell circuits with some burpees and battle ropes I forget the actual makeup of the circuit um, I remember that. And I was literally like blowing out my ass inside about three minutes. So I was like, holy shit, I've never trained like this before. And I'm, I used to think I was pretty fit. And Joe just come in and just beat the shit out of me in about six minutes. And I said to him, <laughs> what, are you what were you training for? He's like, oh, Spartan race, man. And I was like, oh, what is that? Like, oh, clueless like everybody else. I was like, what, what do you mean Spartan race? What's that about? And he's like, oh, it's basically running through the woods and there's tons of obstacles and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm just getting over a breakup. That's exactly what I need to do. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he sent me a link, and probably about 17 hours later, I was signed up and ready to roll. So, uh, I, yeah. And you know what? I never would have introduced him to that if I'd known. Um, he, he, he basically like, back in the day, he didn't run either. He was like, oh, I'll do a little bit of running here and there. And I thought, I'm going to tell him. Back in the day. Joe, Joe, Joe. I was like, I'm going to smoke him. And he left me at the first corner and I didn't see him again for the rest of the race. I was like, I would not have invited him along if he was going to hand my arse. By back in the day, do you mean yesterday? Because, like, you know, George is still not a runner as far as we're all concerned. Yeah, this is just, uh, 2014. Seven, seven K tempo run, didn't he? Like this weekend. No, I think it was. Is, is, is it, was it a awesome. seven, wasn't it a 7K tempo skier? Or an no. assault bike or something like that? I don't know. No. I do remember that first. Um, that was Tippingford Park. Oh, Tippingford. That's about the only good race I've had there since, to be honest. <laughs> um, cool. I remember like running through the woods, and obviously you're chasing someone, someone's chasing you. And I remember going, Christ, I'm puffing here. And I wonder when everyone's going to slow down. And obviously they didn't. And I just started like, <laughs> falling further and further back. And I remember going, 
you what, mate? I've got to throw a stick in a hay. I said, run that by me again. I didn't know what everyone else was doing. You know, like, I didn't understand the fear throw concept. And I was like, this is fucking going to be hilarious. I was like, anyway, it went about a yard and it popped to the floor. And the uh, guy's like, yeah, 30 burpees. And I just had some absolute animal count me out 30 burpees. And I was moaning about the guy next to me not getting all the way down. I was super competitive instantly. And I think I came 144. So, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was the start, start of it. Who won? Do you know what? I think Sam Cherry was up there. Um, Sam Cherry. Sam Cherry is like from um, Rich Pringle's lot. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He went oh, to world yeah. championships back in that sort of year, I think. And I think Alvin might have won it. I'm not sure. Um, but if he was there, you know he did. Yeah, that's it. I'll have to pull up. Maybe Graham can pull up the results. I know Graham loves a little research. I have a no, feeling it might have been. My, uh, my name is not Jack Bauer. My name isn't Jack Bauer. Let's just get this. Was that Joe? I thought it might have been Connor Hancock, or he was at least in the top three. I remember. I think. Yeah. I mean, when was this? Two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. I think October, uh, maybe. Pivington Park. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a shame because their uh, their event. I think the weekend just gone was meant to be in Pippinford Park as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I was going to yeah. skip that though. Was yeah, yeah. I was going to do a a fifty k in Wales. Um, I was going to do like the Brexit <laughs> with um, with Maverick with a Casual. bottle of Lucozade and a banana. Yeah, it's obviously, like it's similar to High Rocks. So I was trying to you know like keep the training. <laughs> <laughs> like, really specific. <laughs> um, you know, beat me, boys. If, I, you know, but if there's a random event to be had, I'm up for it. <laughs> Crazy. So, um, tell us about your team, Joe. I know you obviously you got your your team now. You went from Bright Hammers. You sort of gave that to Wilco again, one of our buddies who's doing a good job on that. So, there's a little bit more about your team and sort of what what steps it apart from everyone else's team, I suppose. Um, well, I suppose that I, I was I was kind of in a situation where I was at Bright Hammer. I came came back from traveling and then I sort of got involved again just doing a few sessions and I was I was kind of wanting to do something that was um like Bright, Bright Hammer's got this really good vibe of like it's quite a, you know community based and it's about sort of taking part and just like um being, being involved having an enjoyable time and doing it and I was kind of like well I, I kind of I, I like that but because I'm basing my whole career on being in the fitness industry I, I kind of want to sort of maybe see if I could take that a little bit further and do a team that was strictly speaking with competitive people people wanted to be more competitive like people going from uh, open wave to age group or age group to elite um, specifically you know possibly those sort of people <clears throat> and then sort of try and the rationale was to try and um, build it long term over um, in, into uh, like an actual sort of sports thing, a sports stable mm. sort of thing, you know, whereas like, you know, a lot of teams have a vibe of like, it's, it's, it's kind of like a stable, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, like a, a, a running club sort of vibe, kind of like thinking about the idea of maybe one day um, it sort of being, you know, it being a club where you have a physio, you have like a nutritionist, you have like a conditioning coach, you have a running coach, you know, you have somebody sort of to kick out and sort of like that to be that sort of long-term uh, dream of it. I will admit it is very, very far off of that. 
and it's not been helped by the fact that um, you know we 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 our, our training schedule got completely destroyed by three storms and then a, a pandemic. So it's kind of like all all momentum at this point has has dropped off a little bit, and we don't know if we've even got a season that we've spent our whole time training for. So we're kind of in a situation of like, uh, well, let's let's prepare for the best and. Uh, you know, be ready for the worst in it. So it's kind of like it's early days, but that was the rationale for it. <laughs> How many um, uh, people have you got on the team then? Uh, I've got about eight um, uh, at the moment, um, and uh, you know, everyone sort of various different di- different levels. Um, there's some people who are sort of they know they're at the, the the lower end of their age group, but they just they they want to be the absolute best that they can be even if that means that they're going to be finishing last 10 seconds, you know, are you, quicker. Joe, are you doing all their um, training programs, like bespoke, or is it generic? <clears throat> um, so we're kind of doing uh, like a, a sort of like a, a model of like you would do with, um, you know, like a rugby team or a football team or something where you'd have a, a generic periodization. We're going to aim for these things in these uh, areas. We've got these standards that we want you to meet. Um, for, for the different fundamental movements and we want to get you you know towards these mileages and um, you know get you so you've got this amount of upper body strength that you can tolerate this amount of uh, pain in some respects as well um, but yeah. um, but even though that's sort of like quite generic it can be tweaked a little bit individually you know so if someone's got a movement issue that's going to stop them from being as good at doing I don't know um, squats for example then we can we can tweak their program to, to that level or you know like if someone has uh, an issue with like uh, access to certain kit we'll, we'll tweak that but generally over speaking it's, it's kind of like a, a generalized program but a couple of the people on it they have said i want to work directly one-to-one this boat with you as well and that's how uh, right. somebody's actually joined the team so mm. that's awesome yeah. i don't i'm struggling to think if there's any other team sort of like that in the UK, actually, I can't think of anyone that. Oh, I know that you have a lot of them. Are sort of. <laughs> What's that? Oh, this is that great team we love down in uh, down south for the bunker. What, the, pig- the, the pigeons. The pigeons. The nuclear pigeons. The nuclear pigeons. <laughs> love the love the pigeons. Shout out to the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, but again, there's not there's not like a you know you've got a head trainer set up and things like that and there's a, a program. Whereas I think them guys, it's sort of like. We're a team. We do the old training session together, but you know, there's no PT involved, sort of thing, or anything yeah. like that. So I think that's kind of cool, actually. And I like, I like the fact you're sort of thinking ahead, um, sort of almost pioneering it in the UK, definitely mm-hmm. with that sort of uh, Is there, mindset. Um, anything like that around the world? Like anything like basing with that thing? And then also your people, uh, your your team, are they all based local, or are they just anywhere in the UK? Um, so we've got about um, we've got about five of them are, are local, and then we've got a couple from up north as well. Um, so um, and that's like pro- proper up north, like Yorkshire, not like north for Hertfordshire, <laughs> which is like Bed- 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 but, um, but <laughs> you don't want to uh, get anything uh, from Bolton, mate. Nah, hey, Watford's what, what 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 north, <laughs> Watford's north for me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I, and you know what? I don't know if there's any other team out there that does it. I think, traditionally speaking, like when you look at anyone who's competitive in OCI, they're really cagey about sharing how they train or like, mm. you know, um, they're, they're they're not very sort of forthcoming. Say, this is how I do this. This is how I do that. Um, it's almost kind of like a, it's 
like they're the colonel guarding their chicken recipe secret sort of mm. thing like this is <laughs> so, you know um so, i yeah, I really like that idea, like, Joe. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, you've got um, a great cool. idea. I mean, I was going to say, I, 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 ah, go on, Joe. I was just going to say, like, um, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm sure I won't be the one who perfects that idea, um, but I would love to see someone do it. Like, I'd love to see a real Madrid. Real Madrid OCR team one day. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a chat of like um, um, uh, the American Olympic like specialising in something like that? Or am I think I misheard so, something of that? So there is the the Olympic Training Centre in Colorado. They um, World OCR have used for some of their US based uh, coach development programs. So, and I suspect you're probably on a track, John, where there will be, if the sport takes off and does get into Olympics, you will see something like that established in the US. Yeah. I think there is, um, Cause there are a couple of, like that, don't they? Yeah, they've got the you toughest are? in Malmo, toughest in Malmo, isn't it, Aaron? Uh, the, the Malmo, yeah, that's like just a, just a big facility, but a lot of it's pay and play. A lot of it's, you just kind of turn up and you have a, you have a laugh and then there's a few guys like uh, Nils, uh, a mate of mine, and Krista that like they occasionally do do uh, like training days and they're the coaches and there's a few other guys that do it and I think you can even get a toughest uh, trainer certificate if you do a course with them as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's not, it's, not like, mm, it's not like anything that Joe's doing yeah. really though. Um, but I really do like that idea. Like, I could totally get on board with that. Um, like I could, I could personally really stand behind a team like that and almost try and do something similar here. I think the idea is is a really good idea. You see it, you see it in all sorts of different sports, don't you? Especially you know, like mm. like Team Red Bull or Team McLaren in Formula One, or you know what I mean, like or you know, there's standout sports that don't do it. But I think you know, in what we do, and especially in some of the toughest. Um, toughest races you know they race under like team skins or team cliff whatever and i think to have a like a, a network like that would be it'd be a really cool it'd be like like a league and it's kind oh, yeah. of what i think toughest are pushing they have a system where they have a top 20 and in order to qualify into that top 20 uh, you have to be in the top five of their qualifier races and then the top five go up and the bottom five come down and i think that's yeah. kind of what they're I think that's a re that's a really, really solid idea. Great. I think there needs to be more more stuff like that. And um, I think there's one thing that's really missing in the UK is that you've got all of these assault course uh, and OCR training places popping up. And like you could easily have teams from each of these places doing like you know like speedway on a Friday night where like mm. you do have like uh, race meets like every Friday and mm. you, it's like this this team and this team are at there ground and this team is there and you know it would mm. make it more accessible yeah. you're looking at like eight minute short laps or six minute short laps of a course sort of thing but i think it'd be really yeah well, i know so. jack's i know jack carpenter's ran a couple of things like that out of field fit um when you know he's done he's done a few things there where he's got all the crew that are members there and they've had a party on a friday night and they've made it like a you know a gauntlet party and you know, anyone who follows some of the Norwegian OCR guys as well, they do that kind of thing where they just have parties and they just put on some OCR fun. I know, Aaron, you've done a few, like, community runs in the evenings, haven't you? 
where it's yeah, been like a bit of a social laugh. I did a, a really a, a really fun event um, a couple of years ago, just after World Champs, and it was a, at a sort of like one of those outdoor OCR places up in Gothenburg, and it was a really neat idea, um, and it was basically what you guys are saying. There was I think there was like 20, 20 guys and girls signed up, and you basically each ran a qualifying lap. And then you would basically meet people. Uh, you would obviously, you know, I mean, and we're talking laps of like five, six minutes long. Like they were, they were not long at all. And you would then, you would get put into heats with similar qualifying laps. And two people, the two winners from that heat would go through to the to the next round. And like, you know, like any like a big sporting event. Um, and then the end, you know, it was basically the two guys who were the, the guys and girls who were the fastest basically racing head to head uh, at the end and I thought it was really fun I said to the a race organiser and I was like this would be really good the only downside is it was like November and it started to snow and it was pretty cold and I was like if you did this in spring part of the season this this would be a great event um, but I, I don't know what happened um, I think that place has even gone under now. I don't think it exists anymore. I reckon, one of the hard, I reckon one of the hard things in the UK is it's, it's how <laughs> dispersed everyone is. You know, if you say, for example, that the UK OCR population is 20,000 people, tops, right, who are, who are regularly going to come in and do it, they're so dispersed across the UK that kind of pulling it all together is going to be really, really tough. The only real places you could run it are around London somewhere. But again, it's 75 miles from the north side of the M25 to the bottom side. You know, no, is, are people going to drive an hour and a half just for a couple of hour event on a Friday night, having been at work? You know, yeah. that's, that's what, yeah. to be honest, I see what you guys are talking about. And I think that's why it's so important to pull people into the competitive side of it. Because you've got new events like High Rocks popping up that, sort of measure how good you are and when everyone goes to high rocks in november people are going to be talking about what the next spartan race is or or the next event is and when there's a competitive timings and standings it's important that more people run up leave open wave behind run age group run elite mm. you know like because that way you're going to like even if you want to lose weight or if you're just doing it for a fun uh, for a fun run you'll have more fun going faster, pushing against mm. people, you know, like, the, you know, maybe better than you. You'll learn more about yourself. But mm. some people will just rock up to a race going, oh, I'm just doing this with some friends uh, or it's a team building exercise. And <laughs> it's a bit like, okay, that's great. Do that once. Hold, hold then, your tongue now. You Don't know. be thinking like Tough Mudder like that. <laughs> it's corporate <laughs> team building. You mean George. Spartan Mudder? Didn't, didn't you, George, didn't mind. you, didn't, because there was that, there was that, there was that, there was that tough, uh, tough mother city thing. And didn't you lose to a pigeon at that, George? No. Just over that little 5k. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Robin, someone, I don't know. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy trying to stir things up. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to see bomb drops. Yeah, he wants to see bomb drops. Which is what I'm Fire in your belly. I think. I think I think he trains at uh, Sig Sigma Microbox. That's what I heard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, so, Joe, uh, real talk. Real talk. That guy's too tall to fit in there. 
Joe, so what um so what sort of setup do you have in the micro box? Uh, so, so I have uh, 150 kilos worth of plates and an Olympic bar. I have uh, kettlebells from eight all the way to 32. Pull up bar, a salt bike, and a ski erg um, at the moment. Um, what um, any, floor, any what square footage do you have? Right, this is this is why it gets the name microbox. It's 200 square foot. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I, I have had the pleasure of training in the microbox. <laughs> it is an awesome little venue. Um, I think the creativity that George can put in there. There's so many different workouts you can do. But George. Uh, Joe, do you want to share a little bit of your ambition for the box that you shared with me? Would that be suitable to share on the podcast? Uh, yeah, but I can't even remember what I said now. So I'll just have <laughs> but, um, but yeah, How it's going to grow year on year and size? Hopefully. <laughs> a hopefully, at a time. <laughs> hopefully, I'm going to... I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get... Uh, add 100 square foot. Um, every, every year, um, it would be seen called the macro box. Is that It'd where you want to go with it? <laughs> not, 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 yeah. not quite as catchy. <laughs> and and eventually, it will be so big that the logo is going to be the guy who was on Jake's background. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for for our listeners who are listening, when I uh, when I joined the chat before we started recording, I had a lovely gentleman behind me who's been frequent in WhatsApp and social media. <laughs> Who, um, the COVID mascot. He's, he's very well endowed. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think the idea is you should. I, I'd like to eventually get to a point where it's sort of like you know a, a sort of a decent sized facility that can sort of like specialise in uh, you know strength and conditioning for, for all sports, and as well as having like maybe a slight edge towards um, training people for like stuff like high rocks and OCR and. Um, maybe yeah. even a CrossFit element in there as well. I mean, that's the dream. But you know, um, we we can we can soon find out. Like you know, Joe, times Joe. like this year, <laughs> they 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 things might go off to the side a little bit and take a little. Joe, bit we should go into business together. We'll find a place like in between <laughs> where we live, and then we'll we'll put all our gear together, and we'll just <laughs> we'll grow. <laughs> we'll find a double garage. Dude, anyone who's uh, becomes a member at that gym, uh, they need to go through a fitness test before they they join, and uh, you know, need to make sure that they're not going to spend twenty grand on a rower. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe, real talk time. What is your stance on the perfect way to do a hot cross bun? Oh man, you know what? A lot of people, a lot of people, they they they're all about this putting bacon in it, and I tried it, and I thought it was overrated. Wow. Um, bacon in a hot cross bun? I've never what? seen that. I've never seen that. That's the. And you know what? I will fully admit, I'll put bacon on on anything or in anything, you know. Uh, but like <laughs> this just didn't work for me, so just just toasted with butter on and let it melt and boom. I tried putting uh, bacon on Jake's mate, but it didn't work either for me. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't say... brought on this earlier on. Why bother with a hot cross bun? Why not just have the slab of butter? You've been crazy there. He's been listening to Dave crazy. Asprey or someone, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Bulletproof Bullet, 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 Bullet Bullet podcast. Bullet next. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're talking crazy there. I mean, look, if you want to go down the butter route, all right, put that on a tea cake. You know, put that on a waffle. <laughs> that, 
decide that <laughs> what you want to do with a hot cross bun. Okay. It's very for, for anyone that's got a big one. Got a yeah. big one. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Graham's just reeling in uh, George right now. <laughs> no, 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 he's not reeling me in. He's just warming up. He's just warming up. He's going to blow soon. All right, then. Let, 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 a hot cross bun the same thing. <laughs> okay. I, I tell you what the real question is now summer is coming is what's the proper way to have a scone is it cream first or jam first oh well well i, th- I think jam. i think to start, to start with it's called scone, it's scone. yeah it's okay. scone <laughs> gone <laughs> gone <laughs> well, 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 you, you just got it doesn't really matter just get the stuff on there lots of it and eat the thing why can't yeah. no you put jam first because it's harder to put the cream. It's harder to put jam on cream than it is. <laughs> I'd probably dunk it. I'd probably dunk it if I was doing dunk it. it. This it's is why your tips. tea. This is why your tea drawer is organised, Jake, isn't it? Because yes. you care about yes. things like this. Yes. You know, that's why your cleaning that's cloths not, are on a nice little hook. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. That's not me that does that. That's the crazy person I live with. <laughs> Who's also the mother right, of my I've, child? I've, <laughs> I've got, I've got a serious question. Can I interject with a serious question for Joe? Go ahead. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really?" It's um, <laughs> good. Go with it. So now that the most for the foreseeable future has been cancelled for the season, Joe, like, what's your go-to sort of back to basics for your athletes? Are you focusing a lot on sort of conditioning, or are you going sort of back to base? Base mileage, base workouts. How how are you how are you working that into your programs? Basically, I mean, if if you're doing it right going along, you're constantly assessing. So if you're constantly assessing, you're always going to be seeing um, where are their limitations, where are their gaps, and where can we use quick fixes. Now we find ourselves as having more time on our hands, we can start going. Okay, what can we do that's going to be a little bit more than the quick fix? Where are we now? Let's assess and have a look at the fundamentals, what needs to be improved. And then we can go back, dial back and go, let's start from the beginning. Let's build a base. Let's do GPP, which um, uh, some of you might know means general physical preparedness. It's the foundation for any strength and conditioning program. You do GPP, which where you increase all of your basic stats, all your basic fundamental strength in the fundamental movement and get your aerobic capacity up. Then after you've got a natural satisfactory level over six to 12 weeks, you can then go sport specific and you start making those movements and those strengths a little bit more specific to sport. Um, you know, you'd probably do um, have a look at a, a little needs analysis and see, okay, what movements are used in sport? Um, how can I replicate that in a gym? And how can I give the athlete more than they need? So when they come to express that uh, movement, um, under high heart rate in, a, in an event, um, make it easy for them basically, so they can just drive. So that's kind of what we do. We dial back, we go back to the beginning, we constantly assess and go, okay, we've got this amount of time until, you know, best case scenario, we've got 12 weeks until the, the season begins. Um, let's build a base, let's polish you off, um, let's see where we are. And if that gets pushed back, we've got more time to play with. And just think, you know, more time is more preparedness and just think, yeah. Always have a backup plan. So plan A is season starts at Barton Midlands, but always have on your next sheet plan B is it starts yeah. at the rescheduled Pippinford in August. If that doesn't yeah. happen, it's Scotland. If that doesn't happen, it's Windsor. Just have a list yeah. there and just cross it off. 
when it's not applicable anymore and you've always got something to work towards and you can always see where you are at that point. <clears throat> do you, um, what do you use as your um, like um, test criteria? Like, do you get them to do like a, a 5K, a bleep test? Max lift, you know, what sort of um, thing? Uh, I've had a, I've had a go at one of them. famous workouts over the years. He <laughs> had one called the Ragnar. Fucking hell, they know. Your Ragnar. Your Ragnar. Oh, yeah. Your Ragnar, the most disgusting thing in the history. Of I've still not done that one. I'm so keen on doing it. Oh, what is that? <laughs> right, I'll, like I'll, tell, bear, I'll tell you what. Bear crawl and rope climb and tire flip and run and. Like yeah, it's a, it's, it's a it's a thirty minute AMRAP of of sort of like you know work capacity and uh, using skills under high heart rate, and it's basically four hundred meter sprint, rope climb, twenty meter bear crawl, and then you do three tire flips. But after each tire flip, you jump in and out of the hole. So it's a plyometric element, and then you go again, and it's thirty minutes of seeing how many rounds you can get. So that's like sort of like a it's kind of like a. Uh, a gut How much test. you won't be sick by the end of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate. I the... think I got like ten rounds, and I was not. Gassed. I got nine. I got nine, and I blew up my ass. Oh, I must have got more than that then. I must have got fifteen rounds. If you got nine. I think the person who, who got the most round was uh, was Jason, who's on Sigma Athletics, Jason Maddox, who, who, who used to be on Bright Hammer. I think he, he got 14 once. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I, went wow. to pat, I went to pat him on the back afterwards, and he was like, don't fucking touch me. Just But yeah, I mean that's that's probably the more fancy end of it. But if you if you if you're starting right from the beginning, you're looking at uh, fundamentals, then you're going to be looking at okay, um, how many pull-ups in a row can you can you do? Um, you know, and there's a standard for men and a standard for for women there. Then how how many goblet squats can you do unbroken with 25% of your body weight to really uh, replicate sort of like strength endurance in the legs? Uh, testing the core strength with a, a push-up position plank test. Um, I often steal um, just for, for basic conditioning and um, for uh, for power endurance testing the, the uh, Spartan five-minute burpee test because um, they've created some really good standards uh, for age groups in that. So it's a really handy one to use. And then for relevancy, you usually go, okay, which, um, which race distance are you going to be most um, competitive at are you more into the sprint are you more into the super are you more into the beast and then sort of try and get a test time on on um, on road at first but when we go more sports specific to testing we'll put them on trail and sort of maybe give them some undulating if we mm. we know that um, the uh, event is going to be say at um, you know a, a venue that um, happened last year we can go back and have a look and say okay it was uh, roughly this amount of distance and this amount of elevation. Let's try and recreate that um, on a course and, and then sort of race profile a little bit. Um, so we can sort of get an assessment for how, how well do you recover from hills? How well do you recover from sort of like those, those hard efforts, you know, a fast start, a fast finish, that kind of thing. So, um, those are the kind of things we start with. And then we get a little bit more fancy further in into the sports specific side and that's where stuff like Yal Ragnar comes in um, and um, <laughs> my, pers my personal favourite um, is uh, uh, something called Benchmark 2.0 which is, um, and Jake will know this one, it's uh, oh, a 30 yeah. burpee start um, and then you go 30. one mile run, 30 burpee start, 
one mile run, then you go around a, a Cindy, so that's five pull-ups, 10 press-ups, 15 squats. Then you do a 200 meter run, then you do another five, 10, 15, 400 meter run, five, 10, 15, 800 meter run, 30 burpees, one mile run. That's the time, mate. Oh, that sounds savage. Yeah. It is savage. That we need on the Rise and Grind Challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, I would love to see that. I think, Joe, I think what I would like from you, I think I'd like you to assess each of uh, yeah, the five of us as strength and weakness and just do this by yourself and then create a workout that we can all do, bearing in mind we, we will have different equipment. Uh, and maybe you can add that to the rise and grind challenge. Uh, obviously, okay. you know Graham's chucked in there fucking swimming because he's the only one that does it. You know, like okay, <laughs> cheers, pal. I think, uh, it's I think I'd, I'd go. I'd go tactical for that. George, go you got your fucking janky like swimming pool, game. mate. You know, you and your fucking really been fucking <laughs> this kid. But. I'll tell you the last time you checked, but no one's doing lengths in a wheelie bin. That's for drowning people. Because <laughs> nobody's been getting fucking in a wheelie bin apart from you, you little dirty yeah, scuzzler. That, that, that case. <laughs> <laughs> nice bar. Uh, for, for our viewers listening, for all 17 of you that hear this podcast, <laughs> right, um, I've basically been accused of living like in a drug den because I had an ice bath in a clean brand new wheelie bin now <laughs> am i missing something it's a, it's a plastic tub that i can move about i mean this kid thinks uh, i'm living like a scumbag i mean you know, I, I don't know how to tell you this but you're, you're having baths in wheelie bins my house actually does have wheels so you know like i don't know if you can see but there's a mobile no, behind me so, yeah. like, exactly so, i'm not getting so, shit off the kid who lives in barracks you know, like, you know, it's probably, it's probably some sort of dormitory curfew. Like, fuck that. <laughs> so, right, Joe, who inspires you in the fitness, like, in all of the fitness industry that's around the world and stuff? Who, which kind of people inspire you or have inspired you? Um, I think uh, from a coaching standpoint, uh, probably looking at people like, uh, the, the first name that always comes to mind is Dan John. Just because he's so he's so level, he's so no nonsense, he's so common sense, and you know there's, there's a great humour in his writing and his work, but his his his, his training and stuff it just works. You know, so Joe, who did you say you, you cut out? Uh, Dan John. Dan John. Um, Dan John. Yeah, he is a uh, former uh, All American discus um, thrower, um, Olympic lifter. Uh, he's also a religious studies teacher. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty known on the uh, on the talking circuit as well. So mm. uh, well worth checking out um, his stuff. Um, so Dan John, um, I like John Berardi as well. Um, and uh, trying to think, uh, those are the ones that really that really jump out. Oh, and Kelly Starrett as well, just because like I think the stuff that he's done for for, for mobility and just trying to yeah. he, he's actually made mm. mobility a little bit. Uh, a little bit sexier, which you know, <laughs> people to not move like dog shit. So that's always yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm recently. I'm taking the Kelly Star has taken away the need for you to kind of think you need a physiotherapist or an osteopath yeah. to like seek help. You can actually just go right. I've got a lacrosse ball. Let's let's start by starting. You know, and I, I do like that about him. Yeah, he's he's, he's got some good stuff out there. Um, 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I was, um, I'm, re- I'm reading um, Never Let Go by Dan John at the minute, and it's actually really uh, good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite funny as, as well, but like yeah. some of the, the, the workouts in there, have you read about the Litvinov workout in there yet? Yeah, yeah. That's Squats and sprints in it, I think. Is that the four, one? 400 meter sprint. Um, oh, what is it? No, it's, uh, it's eight 400 pound front squats. And yeah. a 400 meter sprint three times, and then you go home. Basically, disgusting, literally yeah. disgusting. Some of the workouts I mean, how, in there are fucking crazy. A 400 pound uh, front squat. What's that? It's That's like, like fucking that? 150 kilos or something. Yeah, it's about 160, yeah. 170 kilos. Yeah. Fuck that. He's an animal. <laughs> the guy's an animal. But yeah, honestly, it's worth it's worth uh, it's worth a read. And again, like Joe said, I think he's wrote a lot of articles for uh, Testosterone Nation and things like that, which obviously is a bit bit of a steroid junkie base. But you know, it's it's got some good stuff on there as well. But um, uh, that, that's obviously why you're on there, Jake. You know, <laughs> living live the dad steroid life. Yeah, I love the steroids, man. <laughs> he's working on those twenty-four inch pipe ones, brother. Yeah. Getting the disco muscles going. Uh, I mean, let's face it. If he's if he's squatting a hundred, a hundred and seventy, a hundred and eighty kilos three times, he's not really sprinting four hundred meters, is he? He's he's kind of well, he's shuffling really fast. <laughs> Apparently, the guy who invented it, Sergey Litvinov, who was the discus um, uh, thrower, he he was doing that at like a one twenty. The, the 400 meters after doing uh, after doing an eight um, eight, eight front squats, which is pretty good because like if I tried front squats eight front squats for 400 meters, I'd probably wake up in the hospital three months later. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was, was he doing the 400? Both your wrists, fucking one 120 or something like that. So, oh my, these deep. guys, pretty these deep. guys are massive as well. Like Dan John's yeah. not a small guy; he's huge. I can I can, <laughs> I can I can replicate that exact workout with a hundred kilos in my garage. I'm gonna try it. Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Put some bands on it, man. Put some bands on it. it. This week's That's gym it. box. I'm all about this, the bands. This week's gym box workout. Body weight band. There's going to be a sudden peak of uh, cardiac arrests, I feel. Big time, big time. Man, I remember a few years ago, there's, there's, there's footage online somewhere still of George in a respirator for some for, for advertising the gym box. Flatline, wasn't it? <laughs> Flatline, yeah. Flatline, yeah. <laughs> oh, how is that still going, George? That was dirty. Um, that was basically 45 seconds on, 15 off. And it started with a 60 kilo D ball over the shoulder. And you had to keep your reps within the, um, the time limit. So it was six D balls over the shoulder in 45 seconds, 15 seconds off. Then it was 12 thrusters um, at 32 kilos, 216 kilos for guys. I think 212 for girls. Um, oh, then this, this is the one that killed everybody. It was two 12 and a half kilo dumbbells with burpee over box and you had to get 12 right in 45 seconds and even, it doesn't matter it's just like you, you literally get there on 45 seconds having just like breathed out your ass very quickly um 15 calories on the assault bike uh four rope climbs um and then it was like a 50 meter carry with 80 kilos and then a 75 80 meter sprint Wait, wait, was that four four rope climbs in 45 seconds? Yeah. Bloody hell. So, right, <laughs> the, 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 the reason why that makes me go 
you know, shit. It's like um, a few years ago, they did this thing called the Spartan Combine where they got a mm. bunch of the Spartan pros in America and they tested them over loads of different things like they do in the NFL. Like yeah. uh, in the NFL, they do like 40-yard dash and all of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the top amount of rope times in one minute that someone did was five. So, really? So, so that's pretty impressive to do four. Is must is they, must be a short rope. Right? 15 it? foot it was, 15 foot. I mean, I mean that that rope, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's that pretty rope, high. That, yeah. rope, that rope does get longer each time you climb it as well, though. It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, your arms what, do. So, like, <laughs> like you, the only good thing about it was after you did one round, you got a minute off to recover before you went, went again. But when, when they did it, originally, they invited like, all the PTs from across Gymbox. And they said, who wants to demo this workout? We're going we're gonna to film it. And you just basically got to keep going as long as you can. And basically a few people put their hands up and said, well, I'll do a bit of it, but there's no way I'll be able to like complete it because I'm a sprinter and someone else, I'm a bodybuilder. And oh, they had like a few good. different shapes in there. But as, as people were like dropping out the rounds, you started looking around going, well, like now I want to, now I'm in it, I want to win it type of thing because you're just in the, you know, just suffering. So there's a picture of me like I think I think he did get printed out in like a few newspapers and stuff but I'm like in the last round and I've got like five seconds to make the line and I, I managed to do the four rounds which is like essentially 28 minutes of working out um, but yeah it was disgusting like I did like I was literally flat on my back and they they come and put like a, a mask over your face for like you know um for the actual photo because they wanted to be like you know you need you need oxygen but <laughs> that's exactly how you feel you just like okay that's the photo you want this is you know this is i think we need to i think we need to put a link in the uh episode description jake to this video so people can yeah. find it and see just how sick yeah. it's yeah. edited to look so, so how can how can you periodize that sort of effort week on week <laughs> That is what you call a daft workout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't be doing that every week, guys. That's no. fucking I've, I've stupid. Since gone back. I've <laughs> since gone back and actually done it a couple of times, like softer, to see if there was a way. But I'm telling you, that, like the the rep ranges, like you can shorten them, but it's just not fun. It's just like 45 seconds on, 15 off, is not a great way to train, like long term. It's very like sparingly. You want to hit those hit those numbers. Otherwise, you are just going to be flapping around like a fish. I think you should send that to Matt Fraser, George, and say, just on a Tuesday when you're bored, give it a will, see what he does with it. I'll take Fraser on that. No problem. <laughs> 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 he doesn't know. He hasn't done it, you know? I don't know if, he'd, if, I don't know if he'd be able to handle the 80 kilo farmer's walks, you know? No, it's probably worse. <laughs> Mate, you'd have, a, you'd have a Cubans out on round two. <laughs> They don't like to be called out though. I once uh, I once <laughs> called out Hunter and told him he should do Yar Ragnar and he, 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 didn't, he didn't like it. So. He didn't like well, he's um he's currently training for uh trying to go for a record attempt at Murph, isn't he? Yes. Mm. Uh, what? Uh, he's trying to go for Hunter's... the sub twenty five Murph, I think. Sub, sub yeah. oh, Murph. Sub Holy shit. Murph. He did a okay, I saw hell. I saw a video of him the other day. He did <laughs> He did Cindy. He did Cindy. I think he like got thirteen or fifteen rounds or something like that. Wow. Um, and then did a one mile hard run with a weight vest on. Thirty rounds in twenty minutes. See, the thing like... is, 
that guy's quite unique because he's got the running speed of a top. Yeah. He has got quite a yeah. high top end running speed without training that often. But he's also got that ability to lift really heavy weight. Lift's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, have you seen the pictures of him compared to what he looks at now compared yeah. to when they did uh, yeah. TMX, is it? Or yeah. something? Like, so he good. is fucking He's tanked. put 30 pounds of muscles on in like 18 months or something stupid. Mm. So. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. And, I wonder and how he's done that. To... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my my eyebrows. I'm wearing a low cap, but when you said thirty pounds of muscle and that, my eyebrows went all the way around the back of my head. <laughs> I'd like to see his diet. Yeah, yeah. All real food, brother. All real food. It's organic. It's organic. It's grass fed. Yeah, all organic. You know. So, and by the way, why is it like every single OCR athlete right now seems to have? Um, a uh, CBD, CBD sponsorship. sponsorship, like oh, <laughs> everybody. What can I say? You know, we just got them. Yeah, yeah like oh. George Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's, it's, it's a huge it's a huge trend though in the US. Massive. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was in San Francisco last year, and literally every ad board, literally board all over the place, had a CBD advert on it. Mm. They want that tax, man. They want that tax money. They want that tax, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Joe, Joe, let me ask you, um, are you roping your new team into High Rocks in November? Um, I've I've kind of thrown it out there that I'm doing it, but I kind of, um, I haven't sort of pushed anyone to do it because I I kind of wanted to do something uh, separate um, away from the team that was sort of like um, where it's going to be me doing it one of the things mm. i decided this year i had a season pass at spartan and before the season kind of got deep six by the, the pandemic I, I kind of decided i was going to defer um because mm. i thought it'd be like conflict of interest to, to kind of be turning up to races and being like okay i need to get in the, the headspace for for racing when i should be trying to look after people who need help getting you know or need some encouragement or maybe just mm. coach things mm. you know helping them stretch off or looking after their bags or doing stuff like that and I thought you know I guess um, that's a big step as well in that point in your career to realize that you're wanting to do that change as well isn't it like you know it's no Mm. longer about I it's about what well no longer about what you want to achieve individually but what you want to achieve to with helping this person achieve their goal isn't it exactly and you know like if if I ever have a legacy on this planet it's not going to be from being a fucking middle of the pack runner it's going to be from coaching (laughs) so so, you know so it kind of like made me think you know okay choose a lane on this one but yeah when it comes to high rocks and throwing down what what do you um I know we were talking about briefly the other day what do you think looking at from the outside um outside in do you think what's what's aspect of it will be your strength and what what do you think is going to be your weakness uh i think i'm going to look great in photos that's going to be my strength <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do it all for after all exactly you know like I, if, media content if, if there's a camera on me then blue steel it is going to get but um you know like uh, I, I, I think it's it's, it's got to be skier seeing i spend so much time on it um yeah, yeah I, I think I think I'll, I'll probably breeze the ski erg. Do you have one in your living room as well? It's like, uh, great. I, I have one in the micro box, um, and I, uh, so I, I, I go in and, and go and use it. Um, but I, I, it, you know what? It's it's one of those uh, things that you have to really just love, love to hate. Yourself. 
yourself with a little bit and then eventually mm. you get good at it. It's kind of like, you know, when people talk about, ah, oh, I hate running, uh, I don't want to run. It's kind of like, um, you know, I kind of felt the same way about ski over rowing and salt bikes, but once yeah. you actually embrace that first... Dude. Every time I'm on the ski erg, I'll do like a thousand meters. And if I do more than a thousand meters, my hamstrings start lighting up, man. It's like someone's got a flame, <laughs> someone's got a flame underneath my butthole. I'm just like, so, with that, so with, that in my, with that in mind, George, I throw it down that it's a 2000 meter challenge between you and I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. on Insta. I want to see so, that. You guys yeah, have got to I'm going to take you down. I'm just going to take you down. We'll do it live as well. Yeah, we'll do George, that live. Everyone's watching that. George, you got to try when's this. When's it happening? When? When? Tomorrow. Time, time oh, and the place, George. Time no, and the place, George. I can't just throw that in the program. Do it, do it now, Chris. Oh, I've just done some massive <laughs> work. Right now. I've got periodization, boys. You know, you got to tell me about periodization. <laughs> I can't just throw that. He can't just throw, throw that in when he was plan, planning his, his 50K. <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> the 50k was more of a you know that's like sightseeing isn't it oh that's the sort of pace you're going at <laughs> guys what are you going to do you won't be winning the rise and grand challenge sightseeing 50k i'm telling you listen i'm not i don't need to win the 50s i'll win the mile i'll win the kilometer oh. I'll win the 5K. <laughs> you know it's always leading the in. half marathon you know Ooh. i'll just keep just stay in my stay in my you know if i win four i think i've done it you know Oh, that's, that's, that's loud. That's loud. So has yeah, anyone actually put down any times on your challenge yet? Is there, has yeah. anyone submitted yeah. anything? Shall I, oh, yeah, I, will, I will pull the spreadsheet up. What do you want to know? Can, can, we, can we see if, uh, if... Can we have Joe's predictions? So who, who do you think is our fastest well, well, in the... I, 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 can, I can bring the spreadsheet up on screen if we I'm, really want. Yeah, yeah. I, bet oh, oh, can, yeah. I bet you yes, can, Graham. I bet you can. I bet you can. Let me just do that. Let me just do that for everyone who's uh, on the call and for those who are listening. I'll bring that information up and let you lot all talk about how you're not number one. Oh, so, right. yeah. Look, right, hang on. Oh. Just to clarify, Graham, right? If you're going to put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times in, yeah. then, of course, Which... you're going to be... Which be, were uh, all, just for the record, legitimate efforts. Can you zoom in, please? Yeah, Thank I'm you. zooming in. Just wait there. Ah, let Oh, hang on. Wait, no, move it work. across. That, I, I, hang on a minute. Calm down. Cool. I thought you were oh. professional at this. George, yeah. you've thrown down a 1K. Yeah. It just, it just happened, as part, it happened as part of the, a part 3, of the 5K. 3.12. Nice. Can you see yeah, that, everybody? Yeah. Okay, this is actually getting interesting now. I can actually. Oh, look start. at that I, mile I, time! Look at that mile time, Aaron and George. Oh. I know. I, I, I've got to shave shave minutes off that bad boy. Oh, I tell you what, this is actually just started to get interesting, George. Yeah, I know, mate. Jake, where's your five k, lad? I need to put down some times, isn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake's not, got, Jake's not doing I've it. I've got more. <laughs> I've got more swimming times than I've running times. I've done no swimming in two months. <laughs> Joe, what's Hello. your take? Just reading reading the data that's in front of you right now. What's your take for the listeners? Um, fucking hell! I mean, you you lot need to eat some pies, don't you? You're too. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, for the, Joe, for the record, I ate six sausages with my bangers and mash tonight, so I'm making six. an effort, mate. Oh, dude, what mate. kind of sausages did you have? I'm a sausage ma maniac, man. Uh, just straight pork, mate. Straight pork, a little bit of flavour. No messing. But yeah, this data here, you know, there's obviously some skews in here. Jake needed the toilet when he did his 100-metre swim. 
<laughs> um, George needed an ice bath when he did his 1K run. You know, stand, standard form. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's up for anyone, really, at the moment. I think uh, George is being kind of cagey with his 10K there. He's going to throw down something. And uh, I, think, I think you're all, fu- you're all fucked when John uh, does uh, his 50K. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, well, I've well, actually just seen for the first time that we've actually got a 42k. Why are we bothered with a 50? What's with the extra 8k? Is that just a job? Yeah, pretty much. That's an ultra and a half, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Because well, because that's an ultra. Because that's ultra an ultra. Marathon, 42, yeah. 42 isn't a isn't a, an ultra. So, well, well, yeah, let's yeah, make it 43. Should we just make it 43 then? And we'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> George um, is getting sweats. <laughs> George, what's what's your fastest marathon time? I found it uh, He might pass out and die, but he's got more than a hundred. Has he got? He's probably got the broom to warm up with. Joe, did we do? Did we do deadlifts when I dropped by the micro box? Um, no, it was warm ups at the bar, wasn't it? It was warm ups at yeah. the bar. We yeah. didn't do much there. Maybe yeah, I'll pay another little. I'll just a twenty kilos. Visit. Twenty kilos. I'll just passing visit, and I'll just throw something down just to keep you guys honest. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to do the standard. You got. You got, you got to tell us what your bench, your squat, <laughs> and your deadlift is. Because oh, you know funny. I'm an all-rounder, boys. So mm. as as the current standings show, I am a solid all-rounder. Oh, you so. know what? That's what you should do. You should do like this. This is not something I would do, but just for hilarity, you should do like <laughs> this that. Sounds great. <laughs> do do, 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 do powerlifting uh, total. So that's like your total amount yeah. of kilos from your from your one rep max bench deadlift squat. and uh, oh, oh, that, I like that actually. That'd actually be like quite that. good. That's easy. I, that'd be a, that'd be good. I can I can probably count to sixty. Is that how much above the ways? You're just giving me and Jake points here, Joe. Yeah, ju- we're yeah, just Jake. frantic. Someone's just frantically searching eBay right now for more plates. <laughs> 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 Contacting Hunter for a, for a vial of his piss or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink it straight. I'll drink it straight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd eyeball yeah. it. No problem. Uh, <laughs> all right, Joe. Where can we? Uh, where can people find you anyway? That's listening. Okay, so uh, I've got my website, which is www.stigmamicrobots.com, um, and then more often than not, I'm on Instagram, where you can see me getting. Uh, sweaty and showing off my food and sharing memes that no one else finds funny. Um, and that is uh, <laughs> sigma.coach um, at Instagram. Sigma.coach. Awesome. 
Nice. Right, oh, can I, can I say one last thing? Joe, if you could tell people that are in quarantine one piece of advice right now, what would it be? Great question. You know. Stop oh, whinging about it and get over it, John. <laughs> <laughs> Stop running around your back garden. <laughs> you dickhead. No, but like, seriously, like, from, a, from a PT point of view, what are you telling people like, about like, to do with their fitness or like, the mental health? Like, what are you trying to like, give, um, give people on that note? So from, from there, we, from we there. can't hold on. We can't end it here. We need to like let's just start another podcast to go straight into this. This is too big. <laughs> I, I, I can su- I can sum it up in one minute for you. But like for, for strength and conditioning um, uh, clients, for, for athletes, we're talk- we're looking at okay. The goal is still the goal. Um, let's consolidate and see what we can do. What we can. For PT clients who are just trying to move, who are just trying to be more healthy, who just have a better quality of life just been like all bets are off for sort of stuff like fat loss and for like these big goals and stuff like that just move move for your mental health and move for um keeping the rust off basically and that's it awesome cool thanks for being on joe really enjoyed thank you so much for um that was so much fun uh and uh yeah i i hope all you guys have an enjoyable time whatever you're doing over the weekend and uh look forward to listening to more of your stuff i've loved it ever since day one um, so you're doing a great job. Keep Our biggest fan! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We've got one, boys! We've got one! <laughs> I'm regular listener. Lovely. We, we're changing lives. On that bombshell. <laughs>